Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, cool dudes, and welcome to another episode of Man That Makes a Movie, in which I talk to filmmakers about their experiences making shorts, features, and all that business. And then I use that to help me make my own film. What? I'm making a film? Yes. People who've listened have donated £843 so far. Thank you very much to every single one of you. I have now filmed most of my film, and I've started to edit it. Anyone who's donated anything will get sent a link to the finished film and probably be really disappointed. Anyway, this week I spoke to Andy Wooding who started making his short about four years ago and is just about to finish it and he talks about all of his experiences and the great thing about his short is that all the profits are going to a cancer charity for young people so do have a listen and don't forget to like and subscribe on all the relevant channels also i'm going to be starting another podcast hopefully called marrick's bedtime stories shortly so keep an eye out for that anyway good luck out there here's the interview bye listeners i am here with andy wooding in his flat and we're going to talk about a film that you've been making for a very long time yeah so i'm it's called to trend on twitter and i think i met you at a super bob super bob party yeah. which is a film uh, british film yeah yeah and you said i oh, would you come and do a part in your film um tell me about the whole thing how it got off the ground uh yeah basically the project came about um, because I'd worked in uh, publicity, comedy, and whatnot, and I'd heard like some very weird things being said um, in in those fields, not in the comedy one so much, but in the publicity one, I heard stuff like somebody asking for a plus one to Amy Winehouse's funeral, like weird, weird wow, yeah, weird, weird, a few weird things like that. A plus one. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's kind of nuts, um, but yeah, that definitely happened. Uh, and just those like raised eyebrows moments that people have around 
celebrities, people, oh, I'm handling this guy and I'm handling that. And it just seemed because it's somebody that has been on posters and been on TV and whatever, they, they can't be human and just do what everyone else does. They have to be treated in this weird, special way. So that obviously, you, you look at it and you go, okay, that's weird. There's also the, the whole culture with the internet growing of people pretending to, you know, pretending things that they're not so mm-hmm. that they can, you know, get attention because before they would have to just be annoying in a village or something. And now they can just be annoying to the whole world through the internet. So, um, you know, people faking, so the woman faked brain cancer. I've got, actually got a whole raft of these stories that are real stories. Oh, really? On which they kind of influence the film to a degree. Um, so it's about what, the film is about a, a woman who's a mum. Yeah. And then she decides to become a famous sort of internet Yeah, yeah, star. she's got a terminally ill son. And yeah. through a series of events becomes uh, world famous for that. She doesn't have any sort of distinguishable skill before becoming famous so it's not like she was trying to she's just sort of through fate plucked in and thrown into celebrity um and yeah and it just kind of came out i suppose i'd done a lot of different things of very like i'd done a lot of really really out and out comedy wacky farcical stuff then i'd done some serious maybe like uh Cohen Brothers tinged dark comedies uh, written those up went out to AFM and Cannes and stuff with those and got in dialogues with really decent known actors about being in them uh, and then the kind of conversations that led from there was like well he's free in 14 months or uh, he may not com- you know you just he may not commit or he's free in 14 all that kind of stuff where you're just like I'm not making anything now I've been sitting on this script for two years or a year or whatever and that's frustrating I also wanted to marry all the things that I like which is cinema comedy and music um, and then all of those things saying something you know all the the comic I love all types of each of those mediums but I, I do like something that has a point to make about the world. I just enjoy that when I see something if you can make make you laugh or sing along or whatever and then you're also oh that's also about the world and it's a bit sad <laughs> I like that so so it just sort of came out as a, a marriage of all of those three things really um, and then I was like oh right this is going to probably cost a lot of money and I have to just somehow get it so you've written so you've written the, the script yeah you've said uh, people find the idea interesting yeah and then what do you do you used to you are you asked people you knew to help you fund it then to get yeah yeah so um, I wanted to so I crowdfund you know I, I don't want to make it sound like I was too strategic about it because there was a lot of serendipity that happened with this film but basically I got I crowdfunded some money I put some of it uh, like I did the initial shoot dates on credit card uh, there are about three or four of those and then as it ramped up to do these charity scenes uh, and these bigger scenes I was like okay I'm going to need help I'm not going to need help. This is too big. This is I can't I can't fund that. I can't earn some money. Wait a couple of weeks. So these are scenes with like loads of extras. You need like a producer and a few people sort of uh, wrangling the crowds. And yeah, yeah. Properly well, well, it's it, you need the money for the because because this film, by the way, is for uh, Click Sergeant. It's for a kids with cancer charity. So the idea is is that whatever 
the lead character or any of the other surrounding characters do or don't learn. You'll have to watch it to find out. But whatever they do or don't learn in that, we're actually like helping a charity in the process of making a point or making people laugh watching the film. Um, so that's great. You've done all that hard work and then you're giving the money to Jen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's nice, but I mean, it's it's upsetting. Like the, just that that very concept of you being five, six, or seven, or, yeah. or, or or the parents of somebody, and and then your childhood is kind of that. You know that that's I find that sad. So, um, you know, that was something that I wanted to obviously playfully explore in comedy, but also just you know, it, it's, it's that sucks. Uh, so that's that's the goal of it. But by by the point that we got to the bigger scenes, it was really oh my god, there's lots of money needed, lots of stuff. But it was the expenses for everybody because everyone would generously. Um, you know, generously give their time and skill to be a part of the project. So no one was getting paid on it, but everyone was getting their expenses and meals paid. And when you've got a hundred people, that's more expensive than I didn't realize three. Just doing even like a couple of people going, all right, need to get some food. There's no shops nearby. We have to go to the pub for this lunch. Oh shit, that's fifty quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, so there's that. And then when you're doing the bigger scenes as well, you can't just shoot that on sticks. Like that has to be. Uh, if it's a ballroom scene and there's a great band like Benoit Viafon and his orchestra are playing in, in the scenes in the ballroom, you need to swoop down from the ceiling and make it feel, you know, when we then see her lost at this event, a type of event she's never been to before, we need to really feel that we're with her in that and being, oh my God, I'm at this massive thing and I'm all on my own and I'm clutching my purse and, you know, so the bigger scenes also required, you know, bigger gear. Or, or and it wasn't a set what I'm fascinated by this project is it was like a really long shoot period yeah because when you when you're I don't long, know if I don't want to say it because I don't know but I don't know if anyone's taken this long to make a short like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's if it's possible it's it's crazy yeah we shot it sporadically from late no from 2014 until 2016 with a post period of about a year and a half, so like the entire thing took a long time. Um, Why was that? Because you had to get people's because you're not paying people, you have to work around when they're free. It was scheduling, and it was also like, okay, I need to earn some money to pay off what I've just spent. Uh, so and and also the next scene is going to be massive. So let's take a few months out. Luckily, because of Keely, um, the lead actress, uh, and Jordan Cushing, the DP because they were so invested in the project and so wonderful, like they were there throughout and they were the people that needed to be there the mm-hmm. most throughout because it really is uh, Susie's story. Um, and having those two just willing to continually like, oh yeah, we're going to be back on. Do you want to do it again? And they were always, always there for the project. Uh, that made it really easy to do. You know, whereas if, you know, maybe someone else would be like, oh, again, have we not mm. finished doing this? We did it for a lot of times. And, you know, everybody else went off and did different things during that two year period. But they were always it, there was never a like, I, I'm not in now or um, sorry, can we wait four months? It was always like, yeah, we want to keep doing this this way. And like Boyhood came out at some point during that, and I did yeah. think, God, like it's turning into that. <laughs> but we'll wait another two years. It's turning to that, out. but we're not going to make any money, and we're not going to win any Oscars for it. But yeah, uh, yeah it oh, was, you never know. Yeah, well, you never know. But uh, yeah, it's. And I'll actually say um, it is reading stories like before that. I read a lot of, um, you know, th- there's a great uh, interview series 
by University of Mississippi Press that does interviews with directors reading about how everyone approaches things so differently gave me gave me a bit of freedom to feel that ah oh, this is you know the the minute you're doing something and you don't have the conviction behind it and you're going oh is this how you're supposed to do it that's when you can start really screwing up and and I knew that a lot of people had made films in this way whether it's like your clerks do it in three weeks thing or whether it's you know do this bohemian oh we'll raise some money then wait a while and we'll raise you know I was comfortable doing that um, although it was nerve wracking mm. to think that you know oh god don't move countries or do anything like that you know uh, also just like just a general I'll, I'll say just this about the over, the overall project doing a project like that where you're having to talk to so many different actors different musicians different um, crew different businesses to ask for favors and stuff it was just a really nice adventure and journey in terms of just like talking to humans because so many people are nice like i didn't like it was really like i i cried a couple of times during making this not in a like oh my god it was so nice but but i did but i did I, it, like i cried a couple of times because maybe like one or two people weren't nice and and i was a little disappointed but overall everyone was so lovely and it it 300 plus you know for a short most shorts are often you know a coffee conversation or something you know they're not in multiple locate they're not like 30 locations and 300 plus people and whatever and the amount of people that whether their their families had or hadn't been affected by cancer or whatever whether they were behind supporting that or behind the idea or whatever it was that they wanted to do with it so many people just really really committed um and just kind and willing and it, it was really surprised like I was so you know I had an inkling that maybe people were like that but it was really nice to just see it sort of on a weekly basis that's great period. it was quite heartwarming yeah so when you're do- when you're doing the pro- so you're pretty much directing you've got a producer in yeah say someone's listening to this podcast for example and I mean, you know, we're, I'm going to make a short yeah, yeah, yeah and I've got an amount of money what would you look what are the main things that you'd say to them to say right here is your essentials like you need what are the things that saved your bacon or you thought that all the you know roles that you need to assist you like, yeah doing everything yourself um I think like the, the, there's a, so many different ways that you can make something so I can only obviously speak from my experience yeah. it's obvious but um, I did make a lot of stuff before this. Um, I made something that cost me an entire summers or, or you know whatever worth of money, um, and I realised I wasn't quite in. This is like going a few years back now, but I realised I wasn't quite there to be spending that kind of money. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I could have done with that. I could have done something with that 10 grand and I've just fucking blown it on something. Yeah. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And like the DP asked, just said, yeah, 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 we'll do this. And I was like, ah, oh, well, okay. I don't know, you, you're the DP. Um, so I was like, yeah, I, don't, I didn't like that feeling, like like not knowing what, every, what everyone, I, I had an idea because I come from a performance and writing background. So I had an idea of how a shot should be composed. And I had an idea of how I wanted to tell a story. But when it came to kit, I was like, yeah, okay, you can have that stuff. Whereas by this project, after doing a lot more low rent stuff, I did stuff on like HD cams and other stuff after that one. So I was like, I don't want to, I, I need to really know, uh, I'm going to go and run on other people's sets. I'll do different odd jobs in other sets I'm going to swap I'm going to like basically dismantle the camera and find out everything that has to work so that when someone says oh we really need this stuff director 
I can go, no, we don't need that stuff because I know the answer now. <laughs> so, so I did all that. I did some events photography. I learned all about uh, the history of photography from going from literally painting portraits to the stencil kind of portrait thing you would do when you had this old, almost pseudo camera and then the camera and then all the photochemistry that went with it to, you know, I just learned all of that stuff so that I could understand each department basically because that's what I don't depending on the type of director you are you do get actor directors that don't know all that stuff and leave it up to chance but the kind of films that I like and the kind of ones I want to make is where you do have an input into what color the wall is or whatever because all of those things do have an effect on your audience subconsciously or consciously um, so yeah I did a lot of slightly cheaper things I, I basically blew a load of money <laughs> on something that was you know it's a pretty good script and it was a good idea and whatever but it just didn't have the production value it needed um but if you hadn't have blown that 10 grand yeah if it had yeah, that yeah feeling then you wouldn't have forced yourself into oh 100 percent. so that's the, the answer spunk up 10 grand on a film yeah blow blow your cash um and then realize it was a bad idea <laughs> and then learn <laughs> or start small don't do the 10 grand thing just Start with smaller stuff and incrementally build it, which might be a slightly better idea, and then you'll save 10 grand. It's break time. Time to have a break. All the talking, it's too much. I just want to have a little bit of music in the middle to calm myself down. Now I'm ready to get back to the podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're, when you're directing stuff then, it's quite a stressful job being the, mm. the focal point. I was speaking to Ian Morris in the last podcast about yeah. how he was doing night shoots and he was just totally exhausted. But everyone looks to you as the sort of uh, you're the, the anchor, basically. Yeah. How did you find that? How would that make you feel? Um, how did you go about? It? Funnily enough, I was really at ease with. I think it's because if you if you 
uh, act or perform or whatever, you're kind of used to wanting attention. <laughs> so when people come up to me, I'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, finally, someone's paying me. But no, I think um, I felt ri- like doing the really big shoot days, I felt scary. I was actually kind of worried about how at ease I felt with there being trucks outside and stuff because it was a big, you know, all the other stuff. So could, can you describe what the big shoot day So this is um, sort of like the party sort of scene. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And how many extras were there and how many people? We had about 100 people. We had two units, um, 100 extras, two units of about 10 production design. The art department was probably about eight. We had about four caterers, about five. So you're, you're looking at, for that day, about 150. You've got two lorries. I arrive in my car and there's two lorries outside. And, I, you know, you, you're immediately thinking of, being an extra on some Warner Brothers film eight years ago and going, mm-hmm. Jesus, there's lorries outside. Because it, I just felt completely at home. I was kind of worried about how at home I felt. I was like, yeah, this is great. This is just like a massive <laughs> big show. This is like, um, yeah, so I, I just... Um, but everyone there was excellent. Like, Jordan brought on so many amazing crew. This is your DP. This yeah. is a DP. Yeah. Jordan brought on so many amazing crew. So many people helped. It wasn't like... You know, there was a lot of planning that goes into stuff like that. The the all of the crew were amazing. They're all really, really talented and working on major shows in their own right. Um, so it's not like people weren't learning on the job. We were. It was one of those things where you have to be. We were obviously like so gracious for anybody helping, but there was nobody. You know, there was only a couple of people maybe that were really super learning on the job. Everyone else, everyone really knew what they were doing. Um, so it's not like oh come on we're, we're all underdogs and we can't yeah, make this yeah, work yeah, yeah. these people are working on shows that are on BBC like high end dramas and stuff like that so you've got that to support you it's working like clockwork they're, they're really great um, and I, th- I think because the run up having done this earlier thing seven years ago having seen big film sets small film sets you know BBC sitcoms, seeing the structure of all of these things, documentaries. By the time you've been on all of those sets, and by the time you've you know worked in different roles and whatever, you feel very like okay, there's only so many ways you can skin this cat. Obviously, there are loads of different ways you can skin the cat, but I know the way that suits me and my personality and my vision the most. And of course, it's terrifying. And there are a couple of days where I you know I did cry and was just thought, how the hell. Uh, we are we gonna, we did, we basically shot uh, a scene with a, a slightly notable person, um, and none of this is online, so you won't be able to ever know who it is. Yeah. But and then they pulled out, and that was just like, oh, I've just shot a day with some amazing people. Wow. Um, they've kind of messed the whole thing up. We have to recast it. This is terrible. This is for charity as well. How can you do that? I kind of like had a little exchange with it, but. You know, you you have people around you that pick you up, and you know that you're there for to pick them up. And I, it was never a thing of like, oh, we're not going to make it. It just was a setback. Um, but you just you just keep going, and and if you care about that that initial idea enough to be able to go through all of that, um, then you're on to win it. In the same way that you know, if you've got a mate or you've got someone that you love, that you go, I will go through all of this. I'm gonna, I'll say all those vows about health sickness and arguments you know like you will do it um if you if you don't want to to go through whatever pain or rejection 
uh, or whatever it is that you might, whether it's for a series or for a film or an album or whatever, then you have to reevaluate whether the idea is worth like going through with. I think it, there I should be yeah, it should be some sort of assessment at the start. Yeah, an online test. I love take assessment. To how much, <laughs> how passionate you are about the project. Yeah, you need to be at about twice as much as you as you think you need to be for something to actually work. It's just tons of hard work. I mean, I would. You showed me quickly uh, uh, an um, an edit of this film. Yeah, the amount of cuts in it, the amount of shots. Yeah, for a short film are quite incredible. I mean, how many shoot days did you do on this film? I haven't actually kind of worked it out, but someone asked me this the other day. I think we probably shot about fifteen. Maybe like ten to fifteen properly crewed days, probably nearer ten, and then about five random pickup days that may have just been me and the actress, like me and Keely, uh, or like just me, Keely Jordan, and a couple of people like quite skeletal days. Mm-hmm. Um, so not you know more than your average short, but not like enough to quite go. Oh, you should have just made a feature out of it, <laughs> like because I mean if you did you would have needed a lot more days on that. And that, you know, I, I think because of uh, businesses giving us the locations either at like 99% discount rates or free, you know, it would have probably cost quite a lot to make. And that's because... Of the, and the you charity. and other people saying yes to it, just be coming on board and being on it. If everyone had taken a rate, I think we would probably be talking, you know, 100K or something stupid like that. And nothing like that got spent. It was like... 20k oh really yeah yeah that's great so it looks good for for what it cost and what are you going to do to, to raise the money then you're going to sell it online what's the plan with it yeah so <clears throat> the the two sort of avenues that we're exploring well one of them is is a definite would be that it will go online and you pay 199 or whatever uh and that money goes to uh click so like all the, all the profits from that go to click sergeant so it'll be on vimeo you pay 199 um, if you hate it, it doesn't matter because you're still giving uh, money to charity. Um, but yeah, a low, a low sort of figure like that. And then I'm also talking to a couple of broadcasters about potentially doing that. Um, you know, it appearing on a television station. In which case, you have to tune into that, and then that would be a. Can you just give the money to the charity? It would have been great to have, but, <laughs> but give it to the give the money to the charity. Don't give it to me first. Just give it to charity. Uh, and and yeah, so so they're the two um, two things. And we're also going to do a festival run. But I want to do. Uh, we're doing a fundraising uh, premiere in in November, which is fundraising for the charity, um, so that people can see it. You know, all the cast crew and whatever can see it, and anybody else, uh, and see if we can get some just some cash for Click Sergeant. Um, so yeah, that's that's the plan for the film. What drives you to do it? What makes you want to be direct things? And what is it? What is the need? That's uh, quite probably quite a big question. That sort of yeah. propels you on <clears throat> to do it when it's such a hard and exhausting job. Especially now you know what it's like having directed shorts over you know a four year period where you've got to try and pull favors constantly, yeah. and yet you still want to carry on making things. I think it's it's. Um, I think there's like a lot of people say this if you can do something else just do it just don't do this it's a terrible idea it's a terrible <laughs> idea it's terrible but if you can if you if you really have to like I don't I've been like this since 10 I was in like Bugsy Malone 
as Bugsy Malone on the theatre thing. And then I saw the film and I was like, well, that's better than our stage thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to do films. I want to do film stuff. So I obsessed over that. I've always obsessed over comedy. I've always obsessed over music. I've always loved those things. Like, I love other things in life too. I like just walks. And you know, Every, everyone likes walking. Everyone loves a walk. I mean, I wish you'd get paid for walking. <laughs> if I could great. get paid for walking, I'd just do that. Um, but you, you know, I I love those things enough. And I, oh, the other jobs look like they suck. Mm. I've done them. You've you must have done them. Yes. The other jobs kind of suck. Uh, so for me, I just want to do this, and and that's you know, there isn't really a, a another option. Um, I think if if. I, you know, you, you see people, whether it's in acting or uh, film or TV or, or music or anything, you see people fall off because they just, oh, I don't want to do this. Um, I, I, I can't. This is a bit much. I'm sacrificing too many other things. I, I want to bake cakes during the week and I don't have time to do that. Like, And everyone else I, I know that is still in it just relentlessly wants to do it because they've just got that bug you know, of wanting to do it. It's an illness. Yeah, yeah, I think it is an illness. I mean, you you put out a lot of stuff. You love it, right? I don't know if I do, but I just I feel, think you I do. Feel, I feel compelled to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's the compulsion, and they, you know, they. they um, I remember reading a Felix Dennis book, the publisher Felix Dennis, who's, um, and you know, compulsion is mandatory for any kind of venture, whether it's like a making a load of money, Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing, or whether it's being a huge stand-up or a band or whatever. You just have to want to do it, and and I just want to do it, so. Um, you know, if there ever comes a day when I don't want to do it, I guess I'll just not do it and do something else. Go on a bloody long walk. <laughs> Go on a fucking long walk. <laughs> In a like Forrest Gump way. That'd be nice. Oh, that'd be a good way to end it all, wouldn't yeah. it? But I'll walk. He ran. Oh, yeah. yeah I, definitely I think would, running I definitely is a little too run. intense. Yeah. Fuck I'll that. just walk. Enjoy it. I think it'll be a run. bit cooler. Yeah. Great. Well, that's superb. Um, so, if people want to find yeah. out about you. Uh, and to trend on Twitter, your uh, what's your social media stuff? So, social media. Uh, so to trend on Twitter uh, has a website which is to trend on Twitter dot com. Uh, it's also on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash to trend on Twitter. I'm on uh, Facebook dot com slash Andy Wooding official because I think yes. either I just wanted the official on the end or someone already had Andy Wooding. I someone, can't remember. It might be that someone probably had Andy Wooding. There aren't that many Andy Wooding. I don't, I, maybe I just wanted the official, perhaps. Uh, I can't remember. There is a trout or a carp fisherman called Andy Wooding that if you scroll down and Google enough, you will see him just wielding massive fish. I bet he's really annoyed <laughs> he didn't get the official one. He, yeah. he, was, on, he was on Facebook <laughs> looking up going, I can't believe Andy Wooding official's uh, gone. Oh, yeah. Well, he should have thought about that. Maybe Other Andy got, Wooding, you should have thought about that before. Have Andy Wooding verified, that's another way yeah, of it. There's that. Uh, I'm on Instagram, I guess just type in Andy Wooding and I come up. I don't think there's anyone else on, on that uh, at the moment. Well, if it's a guy holding fish, that's the other. Yeah. It's the other Andy If you Wooding. like fish, go for that guy because I've got nothing to offer in the fish department. I'm, I'm going to look up Andy Wooding <laughs> and see this guy and start following with. Uh, everyone start following him. All the 20 listeners start following Andy Wooding, the yes. fisherman, and be really pleased. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, I think he's doing more for the world than I am. He's uh, he's taking fish out of the water, showing you them. Putting and them back then, in. And then putting them back in, you know, who doesn't... Hope, well, let's hope he's putting them back he in. He might not be doing that, in which case he's a, uh, a fish murderer. <laughs> well, we can't oh, actually we... we can't actually say for sure <laughs> until we've researched his other Andy Yeah, Wooding. I don't want this podcast to cause any lawsuits. 
But um, yeah, anybody, I'm sure you're a nice guy. It's a good name. And that's just it? me talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I, I don't think there's any, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, I'm on all the things. Cool, man. Well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, fascinating. Thank you for talking to me. And I, I look forward to seeing the film and I'll put details on the Facebook and Twitter when the film comes out so all our listeners can tune into it. All right. Yes, thank you very much for having me. I love what you do and I love this podcast. So thanks for having me. That's great. And remember, listeners, stay hygienic. Stay hygienic, guys. Marek makes a movie. Marek makes a movie. Um... bloomers tend to have more curiosity they tend to have more resilience their stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men what if everything we've been taught is just all wrong what's worth more than this fear right now and that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being listen to deeply personal insightful and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers listen and subscribe to the unmistakable creative wherever you get your podcasts ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.